Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love is eternal. He alone does great wonders. His love is eternal. He made the heavens skillfully. His love is eternal. He spread the land on the waters. His love is eternal. He made the great lights. His love is eternal. The sun to rule by day. His love is eternal. The moon and stars to rule by night. His love is eternal. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians. His love is eternal. And brought Israel out from among them. His love is eternal. With a strong hand and outstretched arm. His love is eternal. He divided the Red Sea. His love is eternal. And led Israel through. His love is eternal. But hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love is eternal. He led his people in the wilderness. His love is eternal. He struck down great kings. His love is eternal. And slaughtered famous kings. His love is eternal. Sion, king of the Amorites, his love is eternal. And Og, king of Bashan, his love is eternal. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love is eternal. An inheritance to Israel, his servant. His love is eternal. He remembered us in our humiliation. His love is eternal. And rescued us from our foes. His love is eternal. He gives food to every creature. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love is eternal. Continuing on from Colossians 3, this is verse 12 to 17. Therefore, God's chosen ones, holy and loved, put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, accepting one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, put on love the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of the Messiah, to which you were also called in one body, control your hearts. Be thankful. Let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, God. Thanks, Anub. Let's look at those last few verses. Colossians 3, verse 15, be thankful. Colossians 3, verse 16, gratitude in your hearts to God. Colossians 3, verse 17, whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's our theme of our service tonight, giving thanks to God. It's one of my uh, favorite services of the year. Uh, we had cows last night, how good was that? And tonight we get to give thanks to God for what he's done in our lives over the last 12 months. Listen to these lyrics, these words. I'm thankful for the blessing I've learned with you by my side. 
I'm thankful for the love that you keep bringing into my life. Don't you know that I'm thankful for the moment when I'm Dan and you always know how to make me smile? For lessons I've learned, for the trouble I've known, for heartache and pain you've thrown my way. When I didn't think I could, I could go on, but you made me feel strong, with you I am never alone. I'm thankful, and I'm so thankful. Those are not the words of some great theologian, they're the words of American idol Kelly Clarkson. And she is singing about a human being, that special person who brings so much into her life, who's always with her and never leaves her. But we could and we should put the name God into that song. Listen to it. I'm thankful to you, God, for the blessings I've learned with you by my side. I'm thankful, God, for the love you keep bringing to my life. I'm thankful for the moment, God, when I'm down and you always know how to make me smile. I'm thankful, God, for the lessons I've learned, for the trouble I've known, for the heartache and pain you throw in my way. When I didn't think I could go on, God, you made me feel strong. And with you, God, I'm never alone. I'm just thankful. I'm so very thankful. Does that describe you? A thankful person, full of gratitude, overflowing with thankfulness. It's that 1 Thessalonians 5 verse again, isn't it? Uh, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for you, God's command for you is to be thankful. Uh, Please don't tell me that that's not your personality. Please don't tell me you're a glass, half-empty kind of person. Please don't tell me you're a natural grumbler. God doesn't allow that. God commands you, God calls you, God demands that you're always thankful in every circumstance. And let's be honest, there are times when that is very easy, there are times when that's very, very hard. But according to the word of God, as you go through life, as you wait for the return of Jesus, as you live life with its ups and downs, with its good times and its tough times, you've got a daily choice. You can either be a grumbler or you can be full of gratitude. You can have a a thankless heart or a thankful heart. And if I've understood the Bible rightly, if I've understood the heart of God rightly, in every circumstance, we're called to be thankful. Colossians 2 puts it well. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. Here it is, an overflowing with thankfulness. Uh, what, what Paul is trying to capture there is you're, you're bubbling over with thankfulness. It's bursting out of you. It's, it's the picture of the, you know, the burst water mains where the water just keeps on gushing and gushing and gushing. You can't stop it. And Paul is saying there that if you know Jesus Christ, if, you, if you're known by Jesus, if you claim to love Jesus, then your, your life should be marked by this overflowing of gratitude and thankfulness. And you just can't stop it. It just comes flooding out of you. Let me say that a, a, a thankless heart, a thankless heart is incredibly ugly. You ever met those people and they, they whinge and they moan and they grumble and they're dissatisfied and they're complaining and they, they're just constantly, constantly thankless. And it's ugly. It reminds me of the Israelites if you know your Bible is back in Exodus, 
God had rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. He he'd brought them through the plagues. He divided the Red Sea. They walked through on dry land. Uh, they escaped from slavery. They, they'd been redeemed. They'd been rescued. Listen carefully. Three days later, just three days later, Exodus chapter 15. Oh, God, we've got no water. God, we've got no food. And they grumble, they complain. As if God, who had parted the Red Sea, couldn't provide them with a glass of water. It gets worse, Exodus chapter 16. Uh, they say, oh, God, we'd be better off in Egypt. We wish you hadn't rescued us. Where does that come from? Where does that sort of grumbling, thankless heart come from? We're like little kids, you know, you take your kids to McDonald's for lunch and you buy them a Big Mac and you, you buy them a soft-serve cone and half an hour later you're in the car saying, Dad, I'm hungry, you never give me anything. It's like Christmas Day. You know, people, people give you a gift and you receive it and you smile and you just chuck it on one side and you start grumbling. What's the root of a thankless heart? I think it's that we forget. We forget how good God is. And we forget what God has done for us. We forget his faithfulness. We forget his generosity. We forget his provision, health, food, shelter, friendship, work, money, laughter, tears. We, we forget all those things. And we forget most of all that he loved us enough to die for us. We're just so forgetful. And we, we lack trust. We question whether God cares for us and we question whether God sees our need and we question whether God is able to provide for us. That's the root of thanklessness. Or it's just seeing life about you and your needs and everything revolves around you and your needs. It's really hard spending time with people who are grumblers. It's just ugly. I love spending time with thankful people. The beauty of a thankful heart. Overflowing, bursting, gushing out with thankfulness. What have you got to thank God for? Four things. Thank God for everything pleasant. Thank God for everything pleasant in your life. When was the last time you sat down and just spent five minutes with a blank sheet of paper writing down things you can thank God for? Thank you, God, for protection on my road trip. Thank you, God, for the, the job that I have. Thank you, God, for the health you've given me. Thank you, God, for helping me to write this sermon after Carol's last night. Thank you for family. Thank you for house. Thank you for clothing. Thank you for shoes on my feet. Thank you for air conditioning. Thank you for food and money. Thank you for a beautiful harbour. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for the good things I enjoy. Thank you for breath. Thank you for giving me all the stuff that I don't deserve. They're just stuff I wrote down last night. Thank you. When do you thank God for pleasant things in life? Remember that quote from G.K. Chesterton? He says this, You say grace before meals. That's good. I say grace before the concert and the opera. I say grace before the play and the pantomime. I say grace before I open a book. I say grace before sketching and painting and swimming and fencing and boxing and walking and playing and dancing. I say grace before I dip the pen in the ink. Is that you? Just marked by gratitude at everything in your life? 
Thank God for everything pleasant. Thank God for everything painful. That's the hard one, isn't it? It's easy to, to, to grumble and moan when things are hard. One of my favorite Bible verses is James chapter 1. He writes, Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind. How do you do that? You do it by knowing the purpose of the trial and the God who's behind it. He's making you more like Jesus. He's maturing you. He's keeping you. He's growing you. He's refining you. And he's still good. Listen to Matthew Henry. He was robbed one day. He wrote this. He wrote, Thank you, God, that I've never been robbed before. Thank you, God, that they just took my money and not my life. Thank you, God, that I was robbed and not somebody who was more fair than me. And thank you, God, that I was robbed and I'm not the robber. See, if you live a James 1 kind of life where you can thank God in trials and you can thank God for painful things, what it, what it does for you is this. It actually draws you closer to him because you realize he is in control and he is good and he does refine you and he does keep you. I love this from a, a little girl. She's eight years old. Her name's Christina. She has cancer of the nervous system. An eight-year-old dying of cancer. What do you want for your birthday, they asked her. I don't know. I have two sticker books and I have a doll. I have everything I need. I'm okay, thank you. Isn't that beautiful? In, in, in those tough times, in those painful times, you ever just stop and say, thank you, God, that you are sovereign and you, you hold my life in your hands. And if you can hold the stars in place, if you can hold the sun in place, if you control the waters, the mountains, the nation, I, I know that you will never give up on me. Thank you, God, that you love me and you hold me. So thank God for everything pleasant. Thank God for everything painful. Thank God for people. Thank God for all people. If I was to ask you tonight, you know, how's church? How's your connect group? If I was a betting kind of man, I could bet you within five minutes you would complain or grumble about somebody. Uh, look at the Apostle Paul. He pastored many difficult churches. There was slander, there was disputes, there was hatred. <clears throat> but as he wrote to those churches, look how he wrote to them. Just read through all the epistles, every single epistle. Romans 1 verse 8, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because of your faith. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4, I thank God for you because of his grace. Philippians 1 verse 3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Colossians 1 verse 3, we always thank God for you when we pray for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we always thank God for all of you. Isn't that extraordinary? When Paul thinks of his church, it's messed up with messy people, with messy lives, but he still thanks God for them because they're loved by God, they're redeemed by God, they are being refined. And so Paul thanks God for people. If you are willing to allow God's spirit to transform you and give you that heart, uh, that when you walk into church week after week, that's the backdrop. Thank God. Thank you, God, for the person who was here at 3 o'clock this afternoon doing sound so that we can sing 
and hear the word. Thank you, God, for the person who will vacuum the carpet tonight. Thank you, God, for the person who will count the money tonight. Thank you for the people who are teaching our kids this morning. Thank you, God, for the people who will stack chairs and, and design our posters. And thank you, God, for the people who will preach and the people doing music. And thank you, God, for our wardens and our parish council. And thank you, God, for these people who just serve and serve and serve because they love you. Stop grumbling, stop whinging, stop moaning and start thanking God for people. What about the annoying non-Christian neighbor who keeps you awake by putting out the bins at night or having a party? What about the family member this Christmas who just criticizes you and annoys the heck out of you? Here's the advice of a Christian lady. Her name's Ellie. Just think of something to be thankful for. He loves his wife. He's a, a good dad. I've seen him with his kids. Just think of something to be thankful for. Uh, that will change your attitude. And then wave at them. And smile at them. And pray for their salvation. Thank God for everything pleasant. Thank God for everything painful. Thank God for people. But lastly, thank God for who he is and what he's done. Please, please, please learn to thank the giver, not just the gifts. I love 1 Samuel chapter 2 where Hannah is, is barren. She is crying out for a child and she prays and she prays and she prays. And God answers that prayer. Now how would you respond if God answered that prayer to give you the child that you desperately longed for? You'd say, wow, what a beautiful baby boy. And look at his feet and he's so cute and he's adorable and my whole life is now going to revolve around his little child. That's not Hannah. Listen to her prayer, 1 Samuel chapter 2. My heart rejoices in, in the Lord. There's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one besides you, God. There's no rock like our God. The Lord brings poverty. The Lord gives wealth. He humbles and he exalts. May the name of the Lord be praised. Isn't that beautiful? So what do you thank God for? When you think about God, what do you thank him for? His mercy, his grace, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his spirit, his sanctification, his, his presence, his protection, his, his peace, his faithfulness, his empowering, his enriching, his healing, his gifting. What do you thank him for? Please thank him for his goodness. Psalm 136 verse 1. Give thanks the Lord for he is what? He is good. He's always good. Everything he does is good. And my prayer for you and for this church is that we develop these thankful hearts. It's like a muscle, you know. The more you use it, the more it grows. Every year I give the, the 30 days of thankfulness challenge. Let's do it again this year. Spend the next 30 days. Make, no grumbling. No grumbling. Just thanking God for things for the next 30 days. Develop that habit of thanking God. You'll wake up tomorrow morning and you'll have 86,400 seconds of breathing time tomorrow. How many of those seconds will you spend thanking God? Thank you, God, for everything pleasant. Thank you, God, for everything painful. Thank you, God, for people. Thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done. It was Chrysostom who said, Glory to God for everything he is 
everything he does and everything he will do. Let's give thanks to our God.